Good morning, everyone, and welcome back. Coming to you live from the CBS Community Carlos Summers in Philadelphia on a lovely Lag Ba'oimer. Um, we are gathered together here to go further in Derech Hashem to begin a new parak, new chapter in Derech Hashem, which we're up to excitedly, excitingly, a new chapter in our lives and with the schus of Adonai Bar Yochoi, the schus of all the all the uh, Iris, Rib Shimon was Megala, the schus should be Yamlitz Tayv Adenu and Tayrasa Imogen Lanu. We should be zeicha to the Meiris Einaim of Rib Shimon and the Iris of Lag Ba'Omer. And with that, Rabbi Say, let us proceed over here in Derech Hashem. We are in Chelik Beis, Perek Ches, Simen Aleph, beginning of Perek Ches, and this is the final Perek in Chelik Beis. This is the one where we round out Chelik Beis, the second section of out of the four sections of Derech Hashem. And the final section on the topic of Hashgacha, how Hashem maintains, runs, and, 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 and stays involved in the world after He created the world. And let's see what the Ramchal has to share with us in this final close to the Chelek base of Hashgacha. So, Periches, Bahavchanais Prati is Bahashgacha. On the topic of different um, types and the specifics of how Hashem runs Hashkacha. So this title from the Ramchal is uh, making it clear that there's different ways that Hashem has in, of, of running the world, different ways the Rebbein Shalom has of <coughs> interacting with this world via Hashkacha, different types of Hashkacha, different systems of Hashkacha, different levels that Hashem Himself uses to be Mashkiach. And again, Mashkiach doesn't just mean to be aware of Mashkiach, means to be involved, to be actively Maintaining a, a, a role within the breeze. So let's see what these different levels and different types of Ashkachar. Aleph. What has to be clearly and, 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 um, carefully established when, it, uh, when we are dealing with the topic of Hashem's Ashkacha, who, the, the principle and the Principle of which is of such importance, says the Ramchal, that it's like the the fundamental underlying principle of of, of uh, the discussion of Ashkacha, which is <clears throat> how Ashkacha is maintained and and, and, and <clears throat> what the um, nature, the overall and underlying nature of the system is within which all the details are to be found, and that is the Yesha Mishpat V'Kav din. The bottom line is, the Hashkach that Hashem uses to keep track of the world, maintain an involvement with the universe, run the universe, has to always be a system that is led and run according to Mishpat and Din. Yesha HaMishpat, justness, fairness, and Kav HaDin, and the guidelines of, of Din, of, um, again, accuracy, fair, something that is defensible, something that forms itself into a, a system which is self-consistent, which is just, which can be defended, and which is fair. 
as it is written, Shevet Mishbor, Shevet Machusecha. The staff of justness is the staff of your authority, of your kingship, we tell Hashem. And that's Hashem, again, wielding the staff of kingship. V'chazav, another Pasuk says, Melch Bamishvat Yamid Oretz. The king, through justice, upholds the land. So the Ramchal brings to Psokim that um, Hashem, when he upholds the land, when he runs the land, when he governs the land, and that's Hashkacha, that is Hashem's system of Hashkacha, that is being done through justice and justness and fairness. The Omnam. Yodanu be'emes. And that means every single detail, there's no details within that system. There's nothing that Hashem is doing within Hashkacha, how Hashem keeps checking the information, how Hashem works with, with the, the Bria, what Hashem does for the Bria, what Hashem does to the Bria. There's no aspect of that ever where we'll, where we'll be able to say, well, that's not fair. How come you did that over here and you didn't do that over there? The, the, the questions that always arise when we're trying to point out double standards, inconsistencies. Double standards and inconsistencies are the bugbear of, 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 of unfairness and injustice. And every child, you know, is, is, um, always pointing out to their parents the injustices and unfairness of the, of the, uh, dictatorship that he lives in, which we call home, or the tyranny, the tyrannical system where he's forced to go during the day, which we call school. Look, the teacher called out this kid, but not that kid. He's picking on me, and she's always sending me the principal, never the other kid the principal. There's a lot of double standards, a lot of injustice, and a lot of unfairness going on at home, in his school. There we can't necessarily say every single prat and every single detail can be defended according to Mishpat and Sadek and Din. There may be double standards over there. There may be inconsistencies. But the Ramchal is saying the Rebani Shalom system of Ashkach cannot have inconsistencies, cannot have any double standards. It has to be fair. It has to be rules that are applied with consistency. So far, that sounds a bit limiting. And that is limiting. And that's why we call that Din. That's what Din is. Din is a system which is systemized, which is parametized, which says, you know, there are certain restrictions. A teacher can have a favorite. A teacher can have one kid that they never sent to the principal. Even when that child, let's say, is caught passing a note. Well, but, they're, they're, but they're so good. I can't, can't send to the principal. I like them so much. Or, you know, uh, I, I, uh, their parent maybe runs, runs the, the yeshiva that I want to get my son into. That kind of thing. Whereas there could be another kid in the class who's not such a bad kid. But if he's caught doing the same exact thing or even less, then he'll go to the principal. Those are double standards. And that's something that doesn't have limitations. There's no limitations over there. There's no din that's creating strict parameters and strict rules within which I operate. Because if I can be nice over here and be mean over there, with the same exact situation, there would seem to be a lack of din, a lack of fairness. And yes, that's that we can find that down here all the time. Whereas the Ramchal is telling us, the Yvonne system of Ashkacha works with din, with mishpat, with fairness, with accuracy, with consistency. We're pointing out, and we're going to see as we're going to continue over here, that does seem to be a bit limiting, and that's why the Ramchal does use din. And we're not used to hearing limitations when it comes to Hashem, so there's a bit of foreshadowing what we're about to see as the Ramchal is going to develop this further. Yes, Arthur. What's okay. mishpat mean again? Justice. Justice. Okay, thanks. Okay. 
Um, at the same time, although we do perceive and we do understand that Hashem has a system of justice and justness and fairness and fairness and all the ways that Hashem works with, 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 with the world with, with um, accuracy and consistency, beyond all that and behind all that and above all that is the ultimate will of God that He really created this world to be mated to the world. He didn't create a world to be a disciplinarian. He didn't create a world to be uh, a, 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 um, an authority figure that will work with consistency and will work with accuracy and will work all the with no noble double standards. Everyone gets the same fair judgment and treatment. That, that wasn't the point of the Bria. The point of the Bria wasn't for Hashem just to be an authority figure, to be someone who works with on the same level, in the play, same plane with everyone. That is really a detail, a hanhaga, a conduct within, excuse me, a much greater scheme of things, a much greater background, a much greater concept and idea, which is that Hashem really created the world to benefit the world. Hashem created the world to bring us into Elam Haba. Hashem created the world to give us the opportunity to have Dvekos with Him and to enjoy Dvekos with the infinite, L'netach Netachim, to bask in the Oyrus of HaKadosh Baruch That's why I created the world. Not to be an authoritarian. So, how do we put these two ideas together? That he created the world for our benefit, but the, what we see is mishpat and din. Vihine says the Ramchal, who ayev is bruv ka'av ho ayev is Hashem loves his creations like that of a love that a father has to his son. A father loves his son. His father sees the son is an extension of himself. The father only wants what's best for the son. The father will stick out his neck for his son. The father will make sure that his son gets 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 uh, taken care of. Try to do whatever he can to make sure his son succeeds. The Hashem has that same love for us because he created us for our success. The very love, the very love is what actually produces the system that seems to be contradictory to the reason why God made the world. God made the world, and of course, those of us with long memories and keeping track of the entire Sefer will hear echoes of ideas that we had all the way in the beginning of the Sefer, in the beginning of Chelek Aleph, we talked about um, the, the the seeming paradox of Hashem made the world for my benefit. Why isn't He just benefiting me? Why is He making life so hard and so difficult and give out so many challenges and so many headaches and so many obstacles? Why is He doing that if He just wants to benefit me? So again, the Ramchal is moving back towards that end again, speaking out the seeming contradiction over here within the world that Hashem didn't create the world to be a disciplinarian and authoritarian. Create the world to benefit me, and he loves me like a father to a son, and the father wants his son just to succeed and wants to benefit his son. But it's the very love that Hashem has for us, and the very objective that Hashem has for the world that he wants our success and he wants us to have to make us, which requires Hashem to act with authority, which requires Hashem to act with discipline, which requires Hashem to act with limitations within the Mishpat. The same way, says the Ramchal. If a father really loves his son, he's going to give him a huge whack and wallop when that kid runs into the street, right? That's what he's going to do. He's going to whack him across the head and whack him in the face. He ran into the street. You can't let your kid do that. That's very dangerous. You can't let that happen. So, if I love my kid, I'm going to teach him a lesson. He won't forget. I'm going to give him a wallop. I'm going to give him a whack. If I don't love my kid... Yeah, don't start in the middle. Don't start in the middle. 
it's going to mess the whole thing up. Yeah, if I don't love my kid, then, okay, you know, go play in traffic, kid. Right? Have a, have a nice time. You know, you tell your uh, 11-year-old who really wants to know what it's like to drive for your car. Okay, here's the keys. Now, try it out. It says how I learned how to drive, right? Right? You go, you give your 10-year-old a pack of Marlboros, right? This is what I did. This is a family tradition. My dad gave me a cigarette when I was 10. You go, kid. There's no discipline, no rules, no red lines. That's a father who doesn't love his kid, who doesn't really care about his kid, doesn't want his kid to succeed. The father really loves his kid, once in a while has to smack him up, has to beat him silly. He's got to beat him silly if you really love your kid. You have to discipline him. Okay, Yasser means to discipline not to not to beat him silly, but the type of some, some disciplining some is required is beating your kid silly, right? As it's written, as it is written, um, as God, I'm sorry, as man, a father will discipline his child. Hashem disciplines you. So in other words, this Han Hagah that we see of Mishpat of Din is what's necessary because of the fact that Hashem loves us and wants to benefit us. He finds himself in need of conducting himself in a system of mishpat and din. Limitations. Working with rules. Working within principles. And working with authority. Comes at that the din and the mishpat that we see from HaKadosh Baruch Hashem's system of fairness and justice that can't be double standards. Hashem can't pull favorites. Hashem has to say, I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. But you know, you broke the rules, and I, I do love you so much, and I love you like a son, but you broke the rules, I'm going to have to punish you. That is actually stemming from Hashem's Ahava, Hashem's pure and unfiltered, untampered love for us requires Hashem to discipline. So it is a necessary result of the love. We start with a love that, that, that produces a necessary system that is a more limited system. The Musr, the discipline that we have to receive from God when it's necessary, is therefore not that of a foe, of, of, of fury, vengeance, right? When sometimes you have to lash out at someone and that's out of anger, that's a retaliation, that's to an enemy, to a foe, an adversary, and... It's, it comes with, with, with a, with a, with a um, wallop. It comes with a fury and a sting and a bite. That's not Hashem's discipline. It's rather the Musr, El Musr Avaroitza Taibas Kasavnu. It's rather exactly that discipline um, of a father who really just wants his son's best interest, what's in his son's best interest. Therefore, he has to, he has to give him a patch when he runs into the street. He has to send him to time out. When he's pouring ketchup on the baby's head, got to do these things sometimes. They actually almost happen in our house. You know, things, things only happen on maybe rotten brick tapes. Actually, mamish cannot happen. We wouldn't have grabbed the ketchup bottle away the other day. There would have been ketchup on the baby's head. Anyway, I think somebody actually wanted to try out the song. Cheverman <laughs> there. Okay, so now, as a result of this, as a result of this principle, what, what, which, which principle? The principle that, what? That even though we perceive a system of mishpat, and we don't just perceive it, it's real. The system that Hashem has to run the universe within of, of, of uh, punishment, of din, that whole system. The fact that it's really a product 
of something much richer and deeper and higher, which is Hashem's love for us, as love of a father to a son, creates two nafkaminas in, 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 in the system of Mishpat. Ha'echad, first of all, Shamusar Atma Yemutok Akzari. As we just said, even the discipline, even when it does come, it's 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 um tempered a bit. Sweetened literally, it's tempered, and it's not severe as it could be. It's not cruel. It's not coming from a place of anger. The fact that it's coming from a place of love, that tempers and waters down the din um, because it is coming from a place of love and compassion. So the din itself has to be, you pull your hand back just a bit before that final patch. I, I can't. I can't can't hit my kid so hard. You know, I need to hit him because he ran to the street and I need to teach him this lesson. I can't hit him as hard as I would, you know, Hit the guy, punch the guy, beat the guy up, the guy who is who is my foe, who is my enemy. Not makas not, oyev. Not Since I'm doing it for my child's best interest, it's always going to be tempered. <clears throat> Just shifting sideways by, for a moment. Agav, throw a little bit of chinuch in here. The Ramchal keeps re- referring back to a mashal. He holds the, he's giving us the Schmitz mashal of seeing that there's something called makas oyev. You know, hitting someone out of anger and fury and wrath, and then hitting someone. Out of compassion, you can have a system of discipline that's really stemming from compassion. And the Ramchal's um, go-to analogy for that is, is the Musr of a father to a son, which is really the Torah's muscle, as the Ramchal just quoted from Devarim, as a father disciplines a son, so Hashem has to discipline you. So that's the go-to muscle for discipline, which is tempered with love because it's really coming from love and it's an expression of love. Yes? The, the Gaint has an Evan Shlema. On the uh, there's a, a chapter of Chinuch which we skipped. We never did. Maybe when we finish there, that's right. I shouldn't have reminded the Olam. There's a whole chapter on Chinuch that I know we have um, we have astute listeners out there in WhatsApp land. Uh, they they know who I'm referring to, and they have not forgotten that we skipped that parak. And I did make a promise to Olam that we would do the parak on Chinuch. I didn't necessarily guarantee that we we're going to record and send it out to WhatsApp land, but maybe after Derech Hashem will return to that. Maybe not. Anyway, the guy in this chapter on Chinuch and Evan Shlema says the father has to always be also careful, even when he hits his child and when he has license to his child for Chinuch purposes, it cannot be Makas Oyev. That's Mamish the Lushan that the guy uses. It can't be Makas Oyev. It can't be the strike of an enemy. The strike against an enemy. The, the, the Launching the missiles against a foe. When you hit your kid, you have to be careful, so careful that's not how you're hitting him. It has to be exactly what the Ramchal is saying, going to the Ramchal, our mamish side by side over here, that it has to be a patch that's really stemming from love. A patch that is noiveya, that's emerging from a place of love, and a patch, therefore, that's tempered by love. And it won't be as cruel, it won't be as strong, it won't be as stinging. What parents? What do you mean? When does the parents? What's that? The guy needs to tell us A child is our enemy? You're going to give your kid makas oyev? You're going to hit your child, not like the Rebbein This is the Rebbein Even when he has to patch us, it's the patch of a parent that's tempered by love because it's really coming from love. Love produces a necessary system of discipline. You're going to hit your child with a makas oyev? What kind of parent is going to hit his child as, as, as one striking an enemy, as one clobbering a foe, as in, a, in the boxing ring, at the boxing match, in, in the gladiator ring? Gladiator ring. That's how you're going to attack your kid? Why is the guy need to tell us this? The answer is, yes, you may, in fact, be guilty of doing that without realizing it. And there are circumstances within which a parent will ostensibly be disciplining their child, whether that's verbally 
or physically, or a combination of both, whatever your particular chinuch is in your house, you, you, you patch your children occasionally, you never patch your children, you patch them once in a while, um, or, or is the discipline is limited just to verbal discipline, punishments and timeouts, and the like. Whatever's going on in one's particular house, which again, we haven't gone through the going on chinuch yet, so we haven't said yet what, what's, what's das teira in this but whatever you're doing in terms of discipline, that can sometimes be discipline tempered by love, and it can sometimes be makas oyev. Even when you're not hitting your kid, even when you're just throwing him to time out. Even when you're shouting at him, it can sometimes be striking an enemy. Ah, what do you mean? This is my kid, not my enemy. No, maybe your enemy, because there's two different ways a parent will be disciplining a child. Because, because the child needs to be disciplined right now, Child needs to be disciplined. He's out of control. He's going nuts. He's just off the wall. And I have to rein him in as a parent. He needs to be disciplined. And it's my responsibility as a parent to discipline him. Or maybe, maybe, I'm going nuts. And he's making me mishuga. He's making me crazy. And I've had it up to here. And he's just pushed me so far and punched my buttons that I can't take this anymore. And I just need to, the, 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 the pressure is building up and up and up and up and up. I need to open up that release valve. I need to open up the safety valve and get all this out. And how do I get all that out and calm myself down? I pick him up. I throw him into his room. I slam the door unlocked and say, you're not coming out until next week. And then my discipline is not for him. It's for me. That's Makas Oye, Rabbi Yisai. That's Makas Oye. That's striking an enemy. He became my enemy because he ma- was making me sugar, making me nuts, making me crazy. And the only way I could deal with it is by disciplining him. I'm not really disciplining him. I'm really lashing at an enemy and I defeated, I vanquished the foe. I neutralized the enemy. I threw him into timeout. I patched him. I shouted at him. Okay, now he's quiet because he's scared of me. It's not my hand. My kids aren't scared of me. But but let's say you have a parent who's scared of the kids are scared of you. Shout, parent shouts enough, the kids will be scared because they're little and they're defenseless and they're helpless. When a parent disciplines, because the parent needs to discipline, that's makas oyev every time, all the time. Again, we're shifting sideways into chinuch, but it's so important to speak this out of you because we see the rebbeinu's discipline for us is never that of makas oyev. Kashmir doesn't lose it. He conducts himself with anger. He conducts himself with wrath. But again, that's within the system of Mishpah, which is there for us. That's the system of Mishpah, which is there for us. A parent who's really disciplining accurately and correctly in his children's best interests is never going to be doing a makas. Oyev is disciplining because the child needs discipline right now. And yes, the Svarim do talk about it. And the Gun himself and the Rambam talks about kaspanim that sometimes you do have to use anger with your children. You do have to use anger. The child is naturally fearful of his parents, and sometimes his parents has to tap into that anger. But that's 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 the concept that the Svarim tells us about, which is called kaspanim, which is just anger at the surface, superficial anger. Inside, I'm very calm. Inside, I haven't been activated. My buttons haven't been punched. I have reached a place of calmness and equilibrium. I'm shouting at them! You can't do that! They can't do that! But inside, I'm very calm. I'm very calm. I'm able to effect anger. I'm able to effect a interaction of kas, but it's for them and not for me. And the similar dover, the problem is, you know, what's going on in my inner world? And that's kas panem. That's what we call kas panem. Okay, so 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 important to know that, boys. Of course, we have a responsibility of being mechanic our kids to educate our children. 
But never chas v'shom through makas oyev, as the Gain says, and as the Ramchal says, because Hashem Baruch Hu is that has to work with discipline and authority, but it's coming from a place of love. And even the din is for love, out of love for his children. It always has to be out of love for our children. There was a bit of a digression, but it's an important one. Yes, yes, Farya, yeah, question. When Kadosh Baruch Hu let Jews being killed, God forbid, uh, by thousands and tens of thousands, isn't the same as to treat the Jews as um, no, it's a good question. It looks like it, but it's really what's going on. It looks like it because we perceive the din, we perceive the mishpah, we perceive the patch. What's going on behind the scenes? Hashem is saying, "It's not in your best interest to be alive anymore." We've gone so far that it's just you're going to you stay alive. You're going to get in only more trouble. It's in your best interest right now to go to Gehenna and burn all this off in Gehenna. That's what Hashem is saying. Okay, um, let's go further. So the first napkin of the fact that Hashem's love is coming from a place of, a place of, <clears throat> I'm sorry, that Hashem's system of discipline is coming from a place of love is the fact that it will be tempered with love. It won't be so cruel. Hashem never attacks us like an, like an enemy strike, attacking a foe, attacking um, the enemy. No, it's never like that. Yes, Hashem works through a system of limitation, a system of din, a system of mishpat, of accuracy and fairness and justice. And you get exactly what you deserve. And if you deserve to be punished, you have to be punished. And that's out of your best, your, your best interest, Hashem, is taking care of us. However... Hashem is not limited to the system of limitations. Hashem is not bound to the system that binds. Hashem is not meshubed, is not held um, captive, so to speak, to the system of justice and justice that he set up in fairness. Hashem reserves the right to sometimes override that system. And Hashem can override that system. And sometimes Hashem will go above and beyond the system. And even though the system of Accuracy and mishpat and tzedek and din and justice required a punishment right now. Sometimes Hashem will say, you know what, we're gonna, I'm going to override that. I'm going to suppress that. I, I'm going I'm to right now look the other way. I'm not going to punish you. And again, this is a, to a, a parent who is running that system. The parent runs the house. Sometimes the parent can say, no, you know, they, they were, they were uh, supposed to lose out on the special big trip because they didn't do what they were supposed to do last week. But you know what? I'm going to give them a makeup chance. I'm going to give them another way to do it. I'm going to I'm going to suppress that din. I'm going to throw that in because I love them so much. I really want to see them succeed. Hashem has the right, reserves the right, and will use that right, invoke that right to throw the system of din. Let's see. Um, and he will conduct himself with pure rachamim, pure rachamim, love and compassion, which is above din, from where din emerges. As it is written, I will. Um, Deal with, in a gracious way with those who I find uh, uh, deserving of grace before me, and I will be compassionate with those that I decide to be compassionate with. In other words, Hashem saying He will trump, He will override the system of tzedakah mishpat when He when 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 it when it's appropriate for Him to do so. But sometimes He will do that. He's not limited to. He's not bound to din, just like a parent is not. Um, Vihine. 
it's true being that Hashem wants this world to be run in in a way of uh, that is that 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 revolves around our decisions, our bechira, our free will and free choice, and our actions. And our actions will will um, <clears throat> determine what we get from Hashem, the reward or punishment that we'll get from Hashem on the level of mishpat, on the level of of um, fairness and justness. Hashem built the world around our decisions, the world is turned by our decisions, and Hashem deals with our decisions in a realm of mishpat. So Hashem has the, the mishpat cycle and the mishpat rather um, the code of conduct, fairness and justness, is directly linked and determined by our actions. Hashem, when He deals with us through accuracy, fairness and justness, that is determined directly by what we do. And we were, do, we're good, we get good things, we're bad, we get bad things. We get discipline. Ah. Although Hashem made his system of mishpat and tzedek determined and dependent on our actions, Hashem is not dependent on that, and Hashem is not locked into that, and Hashem is not bound by that system that He Himself set up, even though it's linked to us directly to our actions. When Hakadosh Baruch Hu is in, in, in the mood, so to speak, when he decides and determines and seems that it's, and seems it appropriate to work with a higher level of conduct, his roimimus, his loftiness, his exaltedness, his level of conduct where he is above and not bound to mishpat, he'll do what he wants to do when he wants to do without being mishubah to our actions, without being bound to the system of mishpat. And even though justice is 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 demanding one type of conduct, Akash Baruch will say, well, I'm above that, and that's, this is my system, I'm now going to do what I want, I want to do something else right now. When it comes to Mishpat Hashem acts in the way that we mentioned. In other words, that the system is linked and, and connected and bound to our actions, the system of Schar Va'aynish, of, of, of reward and punishment, of fairness and justice. When Hashem in His infinite wisdom deems it appropriate when it's called for for Hashem to override that, Hashem will wield and work with His exaltedness, His loftiness, and His ultimate shlemus, His ultimate authority and power. And the Ramchal keeps referring to it as Ramamus because again, this is a higher level of Hanhaga. The highest level of Hashem's existence is one that's above Mishpat. Mishpat is a lower level because it's a system, it's a beautiful lumpness over here, it's a system of limitations. Hashem is really unlimited. Hashem is an infinite. The system of Mishpat and Zedek and, 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 and Din is something, if not finite, it has finitude and it has limitations because it has to work within our actions, has to answer in measure our actions. Therefore, it's a lower system, although it's Hashem's system, it's a lower system when it comes to Hashem's essence. The highest system, Hashem's Reimimus, is that of Hashem's Reimimus, Hashem's level of con- conducting himself with compassion. He can just blow away and bulldoze through Mishpat, through fairness, the system of fairness. Give us things that fairness is not, is not saying that we deserve. Give us things that we don't deserve, according to Mishpat. The Yavar al-Pesha, the Yisakhan kol kilkul ba'izim koichai, Hashem will be forgiving of iniquity. Hashem will repair that which was rent asunder. And this is, by the way, also 
a veiled reference to Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, we know, is a higher Hanhaga on Yom Kippur. We see a, the a level of Hashem that's above Mishpat, that's above um, uh, Tzedek, that's above Din. We see something that's on a very high level, that's what we say. The 13 and that's what Yom Kippur is all about. And that's why the Ramachal is saying that on that level of Rachim, Hashem will be forgiving. Hashem will forgive us even though we maybe don't deserve forgiveness. Yom Kippur, we're not deserving of forgiveness. We spent an entire year doing what? Sinning. Sinning. We're sinners, Arthur. We spent an entire year sinning. Hopefully not. What? Hopefully not. Sinners. Arthur, sinners. And uh, not you, everybody else. Everybody else here. Um, and uh, yes, yes, I'm a sinner. I come to Yom Kippur kind of sheepish and kind of bashful. And, you know, you know. Please forgive me. Right? So the Mishpat said that. Because you guys spend an entire year being a sinner. Uh, forgive this guy. There's a Hanag of Raimamus. Above Mishpat, according to Mishpat, you know, we don't deserve Yom Kippur really, but on Yom Kippur, we have Raimavus, we have Yichud, we have Hashem's ultimate shlita, that Hashem is not bound to Mishpat. So, coming full circle over here, back to where we opened off the paragraph and opened up the parak, Hashem has two different types, two different levels of Hashkacha, how He deals with the Brio. Hashkacha has Hashkar Va'aynish, the Hashkacha of reward and punishment, that's Mishpat, that's Sadek, that's fairness and justness and justice. And the way that Hashem works within His ultimate authority, ultimate power, ultimate power, which is above that, and His oneness, which is unlimited, not bound to anything. Hashem always works within these two levels, kind of flitting back and forth. Sometimes it's Chayv sometimes it's Yichud. Chayv works within Teva, within nature, within reward and punishment, within measure for measure. Yichud trumps that, overrides that, and it's always, you know, a, a blend of both. Hashem is looking first and foremost through Mishpat to, to um, judge and to determine what everything deserves. Hashem is also Mashkiach. And again, Mashkiach doesn't mean just being aware. It means interacting. And Hashem is involved in the world on the level of Shlita, of Hashem's ultimate authority. To keep the Bria going, to maintain it. If it drifts too much this way, Scharvanish may say, well, this person deserves to, to die. This country deserves to be destroyed. This whole area of the universe, the whole area of species, person, uh, situation has to be annihilated, but we need it for the Bria, so the Hashkoch of Shlita, of Yichud, of Raimamus will be there to keep things in place that need to be kept in place, even from behind the scenes. And so the world should not be destroyed through the evil deeds of man. So that which Hashem won't bring a Mabel again, that's Hanogas HaYichud, that's Hanogas HaShlita. You see a rainbow that evokes two things, that is Mishpat, wanting to destroy the world, that's the bow, that's the bow, is a mishpah that wants to destroy the world. But the fact that the bow is pointed the wrong way, and the bow is composed of all the colors that we can possibly see, is han hogas ha rachamim, yichud, and shlita Hashem saying, but I'm not going to destroy, I'm not going to let Midas Hadin destroy the world. Okay. Um, excellent. That was quite a lot. A lot to chew off, a lot to digest, a lot to let percolate over here. Rabbi said, we will stop here for today. That was Alf. Tomorrow we will continue with Bayes. Again, we should be zoicha. To mamish a lichtige lag ba'omer over here, all the oiras and 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 in the schus of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, we should see Yeshuas, we should see oiras, we should see Hatzloch and Torah, we should see we should see Brius, we should see Nachas and everything. Rabbi Yisai, thank you all for joining.